The first reading today is taken from Acts chapter 11, verses 1 to 18. The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa, paying, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them, as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. The Gospel reading is taken from John chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Almighty God. Amen.
Well, before I was uh, ordained, I used to do a fair amount of travelling with my job. I was based in London, but at different times during my life in business, I regularly travelled across the world. And each time I flew, my membership points would rack up. For the most part, I was just an ordinary cardholder. But then one day, through the post, came my silver membership card. Oh, wow. I still hadn't made the heady heights of gold membership, but silver was good enough for me. I found that I ended up on chairs with extra legroom. And when there was space in business class, I was asked whether, sir, you would like an upgrade. I got to use the business class lounge and so could grab a coffee, croissant and biscuits before I flew. And I didn't have to wait where everyone else had to wait. Oh, no. I didn't have to wait on those seats outside check-in with the riffraff. Oh, no. I got a special call so I could go, so I could go from the lounge straight to check-in without having to queue. It was like I was in a new and very privileged world. Go back 2,000 years... And that was a little bit like how it was for the Jews. They had gold membership. They had special access. They could waltz into the front of the queue whilst the Gentiles, the hoi polloi, the ordinary ones, would wait in the Gentile court, distanced from the center of the action, separated from God himself. Only the distinction wasn't one of who had flown most or who had spent the most money on their tickets. No, plain and simple, it was race. Are you a Jew? Are you part of God's promised people or not? As far as the Christian message goes, there are no second-class citizens. We are fully included as equal members if we've received Jesus as Lord and Saviour. We are full members, no gold, silver, bronze status. We're his. And here in this chapter of Acts, in this repeated incident of the vision, uh, of Peter's vision, and then the first Gentile convert coming to faith, the dam is breached. And the doors are flung wide open to all people across all nations. This wasn't just a matter of a different membership class. It was that the Gentiles were despised by the Jews. They were beyond the pale. So no wonder there is deep concern for Peter. Because he has done what no pious Jew has done before him. He's gone into the house of a Gentile. He's preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's offered baptism and offered them full membership into the household of God. Verse 2 of chapter 11. Peter went up to Jerusalem. The circumcised believers or the community of the circumcision 
criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. And in response, Peter explains why he did what he did. And in it, he describes the hallmarks of true Christian faith. Hallmarks that still apply today. Not race, not gender, not social class. The Christian gospel is for all. And here we see three hallmarks that genuine Christian faith will bear. Firstly, they have received the word of God. Verse 1. The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. To be a Christian is to receive the word of God, Jesus Christ, and the words of the Father who sent him. Go back a few verses to chapter 10, verse 36, and we see it very clearly. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace Through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And Peter goes on to speak of Christ and the facts and how he and others are witnesses of everything he did. This is Jesus of Nazareth, the man of history who lived, died and rose again and who, verse 42, is now preached about testified to he is judge of the living and the dead and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins verse 43 this man of history came to offer forgiveness to anyone who turns to him have you received that word that word of hope of forgiveness, of life, because God has given us his son. The first Gentile Christians received that word and therefore they believed and were included. The true Christian is someone who has received this word, that Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, is Lord and he's judge of the living and the dead. And that he offers forgiveness to all who turn to him. Do you believe that? If you do, then you're in. Gold standard. Not an onlooker, but part of the family. Not someone who has special spiritual insight. Not someone who spends a certain amount of time in their scriptures each day. Not someone who turns up to church or who writes Church of England on their passport application. No. Someone who has received the word. Have you done that? Secondly, they receive the spirit of God. As Peter retells the story of how he had received the vision and then gone to the Gentile house, he says, verse 15, that as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them, that's the Gentiles, as he had come on us at the beginning. Not only had they received the word, but they'd also received the Spirit, further proof that they should be included. The person who's received the word of God is the person who's received the Spirit of God. And the person who received the Spirit of God 
is the person who's baptized in the Spirit, included in the family. And so baptism is a mark of that inclusion. That's how Peter's logic goes. That's his defense. On receiving the word that Jesus of Nazareth came and died and rose again, that he's judge of the living and the dead, that anyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. On receiving that word, so we receive the spirit of him who speaks it. And there's no distinction. No discrimination between Jew and Gentile. No second-class citizen. No cattle-class travelers. In the Christian faith, we go straight to gold membership. You come to Christ from whatever continent or background. You receive the word and the spirit and Christ comes to dwell in your heart by faith. And you are fully included. You can enter the holy of holies and approach the heart of God. There's no higher echelon of membership for mission partners nor for ordained leadership. No. You are already a gold member if you've received the word and the spirit. Even when you feel weak and unable to face the world and anxious and insignificant, you are more privileged than you could ever dream. And thirdly, they have been granted repentance. The final mark of an authentic Christian is here in verse 18. They've received the word of God and the spirit of God, but it starts, verse 18, with repentance. God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. You see, receiving word and spirit demands real change in our lives given by God. Many today, and perhaps back then, would preach that you can come to God, receive word and spirit, and continue to live as you've always done. But that is not the gospel. The real hallmark of Christian belief is repentance. I'm invited to turn from living my own way to living for him. That the gospel breaks the boundaries of race and social class and gender doesn't weaken the call of the gospel. Christ demands our all. That the good news is available to all the world does not mean that we don't need to repent and come under the lordship of Christ. You see, authentic Christianity affects my work and my studies and my relationships, and my friendships, and my ambitions, and my wallet, and the way I spend my life. At this vital turning point in Luke Acts, as the gospel goes to the ends of the earth, we see the hallmarks of the Christian faith which binds our work with the work of our mission partners across the world. Jesus of Nazareth is judge of the living and the dead. And there is forgiveness of sins for all who turn to him. That's the word we receive. The spirit of God brings us all into relationship with him. Fully included as members of the family. With the same privileged status. With access to the very heart of God. 
and we've been granted repentance unto life. That the rest of our lives, given by God, are to be lived under the Lordship of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, this day we thank you for the historic person of Jesus Christ. We thank you that he is judge of the living and the dead. And we thank you that there is forgiveness in his name. Help us to receive that word. And as we receive that word, would we receive your spirit? A spirit that breaks every boundary, that gives us access to the living God. And would you teach us and mold us and shape us that we would be a people of repentance, submitted to the Lordship of Christ in every way. And we ask in his name. Amen.